Nerd Lag Game Club. Welcome to the Nerd Lag Game Club podcast. The podcast that gives us a chance to step back and play a game with friends. I'm Corey, and I'm joined with four party members today. Lauren. Hello. Tunza. What up? Tony. Going on. And Dan Boy. Hello. In this episode of the Game Club, we're painting this city with rock and roll and playing 2008's De Blob. De Blob was developed by Blue Tongue Entertainment and published by THQ slash THQ Nordic because it was released twice. Uh, Blue Tongue Entertainment has developed both this, its sequel, and a bunch of movie games for the GameCube. And a weird one, it actually helped develop Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. Before we get what? any further into De Blob, I want to give the spoiler warning, and I would recommend playing this before listening to the episode. This was our game pick for April, and it was my pick, so I'm going to give a brief summary of the story for De Blob. Uh, so basically, this story takes place in a gray, white, and black world. All the color has been sucked out of the world. You are the leader of the Resistance. Uh, a group of gelatinous blob-like creatures that are trying to bring the color back throughout the different areas of this world. Um, basically, you go into each little section of this city, or it's kind of a world. It's like a big island. Um, yeah. And you paint each area doing minor tasks and things along the way until you get to Commander Black, which is the leader of the resi or the leader of I don't know what they're called. The Great Gradients. And uh, you have an epic battle with him in space. So that's that's pretty much it. That's a pretty brief summary of the story. Uh, this game is pretty much gameplay over story, but that's that's the story portion of it. Um, we're doing something a little different this episode, and we've selected who's going to lead us into each section that we tackle. With that being said, Tunza is going to tell us all about the gameplay mechanics for De Blob. Alright, De Blob, this gameplay is kind of like a Tony Hawk graffiti game mode, uh, smashed into Sonic. At least that's how I uh, I thought of it. Just without the tricks and super speed. So you're basically just a like clear little blob that you start out with, and you roll around in some paint, collected paint, and uh, you paint. <laughs> the whole the whole game is painting. I didn't realize how how silly that would sound. But you're just trying to cover as much of the world as possible, make it um, all colorful and bright. Uh, you have enemies that which you defeat like a la Sonic in like a Sonic game by jumping on them. But how to defeat them, you either have to have the matching color or the right amount of paint. Uh, there's challenges along the way, uh, which are vary from races to painting certain buildings certain colors to just collecting like 50 paint and attacking a monument or landmark and uncovering that. And the game is progressed by unlocking gates, which are linked to a score, which you could do the challenges or just color everything. That's pretty fair. Um, there's a, it's a lot of like aerial kind of like you're always scaling up buildings typically. Yeah, it's a typical platformer esque. Like, um, they have like a thing called Z moves, which are these platforms that you just hit. 
I used an Xbox controller on the PC, so it was like LT and A, and I was able to just traverse the world that way, or just like wall riding and jumping up stuff. Yeah, I just wish I had super speed. Like, let me Sonic charge. The, another Ooh. thing I'd like to mention about gameplay is when there's the little enemy guys, the like Gradens, or I think that's what they're called. Um, they'll shoot you with black ink. And if you do not clean the black ink off of your body quick enough, you will die. Um, there's little pickups along the way that gives you extra lives, too. Yeah, and you hit water to clear clean off your ink. Sometimes you have to reset your ink uh, because you have to mix certain colors. Uh, sometimes you have to get purple. I mean, it's like already orange. Before, but... before anyone else says anything, can you please go over what makes purple, green, and yellow? Did you learn your colors from this? <laughs> what? Did you learn your colors in this game? Tell me what makes orange. What, yellow and red? <laughs> All right. Now I'm what? so confused. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're trying to call me out and shit. Well, of course, I beat the game. I had to learn some colors. Um, oh, you mix them all together, you get brown. You do, which I don't know how accurate that is. It wasn't really a... I don't know either. I feel like it'd be way weirder. It is weirder pretty accurate. Have you ever done that? No. You see, like, a brownish <laughs> tan, yeah. like, it's, dark it's tan color. like, a brownish, yeah. tannish color. Um, yeah, so... What what makes purple? Well, I'm not dropping this until we go through them all. <laughs> Red and blue. Oh, my yeah, God. That's fine. It's not a part of my art thing or anything. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. You want me to Bob Ross this up? <laughs> Outside of uh, gameplay-wise, there are pickups. So there's these, like, purple spirals that you have to pick up. There's 13 of them Style. in each of the... What are they? Styles? Yeah, styles for, like, variants. So, like, you start off each level with, like, just plain color, and then you'll hit those, and then you'll go into, like... Some will be, air like, arrows or, like, graffiti-esque. That's what the purple was. Red was extra life. And then the multicolor was just a bonus to your score. Yeah. Um, did you mention that each level is timed? Oh, oh, yeah, I guess they're timed, but it, you could go as slow as possible. I, I never had any issues with time. Yeah, they're timed. I think they start out at 15 or 20 minutes and work your way down or something like that. Then you could just do... I think it's 15. And you just... You could do challenges or just coloring the world. You'll like free citizens and they'll come outside and you run them over like any color. <laughs> and then they drop a little clock. Like they'll drop a little clock that adds like 30 seconds or a minute to your time. The the horror game known as the blob where you just run. Over I mean, civilians. I would be kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything that we missed gameplay wise, Lauren, Dan, can you think of anything? Uh, the only thing I can really think of is like, the different kinds of enemies and there's also like the uh the color tank things where whenever you'd break all three of the things you'd get like your superpower you get like the mario store thing. of yeah tank. yeah that's the those are nice when you're trying to take out like a large group of enemies you also yeah. if you're doing a, a challenge that's like paint these a certain color it'll paint them the certain color oh i didn't know that yeah, instead of you having I, to paint like a whole okay. section or go through certain things, if you're in like that mode, you can it'll it'll paint it for you. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that was a thing until like the second or third to last level. Same, if you go to jump on like the things that are like, we need purple, like 50, like the jump in, you can do that. And then if you, if there's another one, you could, it doesn't matter. You just go right into them. I did not know oh, that. Yeah, it doesn't all. consume your colors. Yeah. And they're timed. So it's like 30 seconds of, or whatever, of just like unlimited paint. And yeah. it does whatever the objective is. All right. So our next section. Uh, we hand it over to Lauren. She's going to talk about what I would consider is the main theme of this game, and she's going to talk about the art for the Blob. Okay, so the lead artist, his name is Lewis Mitchell. He was also the lead artist for the Blob 2, an artist for Nicktoons Battle for Volcano Island, and did graphics for the game Serious Sam. Oh, I know Serious Sam. The concept artist's name is Linda Mills. They did concept art for De Blob 2 and the UI art for Need for Speed No Limits. <laughs> That's I felt so like random. that one was a little yeah, I thought I felt like that was kind of random. And it's UI art, so it's like even it's even more random <laughs> than like art for the game. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was kind of like a like a oh take a left turn right now. <laughs> kind of weird. The whole world's monochromatic, so it's black, white, and gray. Blob is exactly what you think, a blob, with no feet, big white eyes, with no pupils, which is kind of weird. And he leaves a trail of whatever color he is, like, at that exact moment on the ground, kind of like a slug with its goo. You have ink tanks, I guess you would call them, in the world. They have primary colors. You can absorb them and you can paint everything. The buildings, billboards, you name it, you can pretty much paint it. You can combine them to make other colors like blue and yellow make green, red and blue make purple, red and yellow make orange, and obviously, like you guys said, all the colors make brown. You notate that, Tunza? No. <laughs> Uh, the Inkies are basically cops that start out gray. Further in the level, you have specific color ones to defeat them that are that color. So the red ones remind me of the Queen's Guard that stands outside of Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that was intentional or just kind of a coincidence, but I thought that was pretty neat. And then... I played a game with a similar idea on the PS4. It's called The Last Tinker. The world's gray. You fill it with color. I thought it was super cool as well. So overall, I felt art was like a unique way to interact with the world. Yeah, I think uh, overall, like, it's cool to see the world become back to, like, its former glory, basically. Um, everything is kind of, like it kind of seems like dreary and gloomy. And then as you start painting stuff, like it seems like you notice that it's brighter, almost like the sun came out. Um, mm. I really like that. And just a side note, the game that I thought of outside of this was the saboteur. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'm actually looking it up, trying to see if I can find it anywhere. Um, like on anything. Cause the saboteur starts out like monochromatic the same way. And then as you liberate, Nazi areas, it starts like filling <laughs> yeah, it in. Yeah, a very different game. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's why I wasn't really gonna mention it. But, but that's I what I thought of. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I think you. Uh, I think you covered a lot of the art. I mean, I got some facts there that I didn't know. I especially the weird Need for Speed fact. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cartoony though. Like I don't know if you mentioned that. It's at no point in time does this game think, oh, this is realistic. It is very cartoony. Yeah, Dublin. Dublin. I always think it's French. Dublin. Um, but all right. Uh, Actually, Dutch, by the way. What? I don't know if you guys looked into it, but the game started out as a uh, like a school project, oh. and. The game had two names. It was De Blob, which is Dutch. De is the. And the English one, when they did that project, was The Blob. And when THQ Nordic picked it up, they went with the Dutch one and did De Blob. I like it better as De Blob. Same. The Blob sounds pretty yeah. generic. Doing like yeah. That. Cool yeah, and making the, the that game, game was only made by like I think it said four or five people for the original one. I did see that it launched like a year previous than its Wii launch, um, mm -hmm. on like I don't know, like some kind of mobile device. It wasn't like iOS, but like maybe like Android or something. I, I mean, at that point, iOS wouldn't even really been too high, like. Right. It had to be probably be Android or some sort of equivalent. I that person like we mentioned the Deblob on Twitter, and we had a couple interactions where people were talking about playing it on the DS. Right, right. It's a whole different game on the DS. Yeah, somebody said it was like two D. There's like a two D version. It's like a tie-in between. I don't know. It's I didn't realize there was so much lore and background in this game. Um. Yeah, it's uh, apparently. I would assume the DS is probably more similar to the original project. Probably. Um, but all right. Uh, so next up is Dan. He is our sound engineer for this episode, and he's going to tell us all about the music for Deblib. Don't so after Dan's listening to the one he is, he's not an engineer. Oh. For this episode, he's he, he is this episode. <laughs> yeah, for this episode, man. But uh, after listening to Lauren talk about the art, I feel like I I slacked off with the music. But uh, I'm a, I'm gonna go through this the best I can, which isn't very good. Um, so uh, throughout your game, whenever you go into each level, um, you can select different moods, which will kind of dictate the the feel of your level. So like blissful, it's more kind of upbeat like and funky. I I described it as like being at like a jazz club. <laughs> like it just has that feel. Um yeah. all of them will kind of give you a different type of feel. Some of them might be closer to others. Um while uh you paint like buildings or such. Uh, whenever you hit the building, it'll do kind of like a like a record scratch. Like each time you hit a building, that kind of I, I don't know if it like restarts the music or or how that really plays in. But I mean, I I like the music overall. I yeah. don't really have a problem with it. Um, I think like at some points too, like 
and maybe it's like when you land on an enemy, it kind of sounds like a paint drop. Like if you were to drop like a bucket of paint. Yeah. Also, whenever an enemy like inks you, like shoots you with like the black ink, um, I feel like it kind of gives you. Uh, I want to describe it as like Super Mario. Oh, hmm. See, I wanted to say Super Mario, but now I'm starting to think it's like Sonic whenever you're like drowning in water. Oh, yeah. It kind of like, like kind of gets like tenser and tenser. Yeah, it's like a panic. Like the music changes. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like and uh, it, it, you know, like it's more intense as you get closer to running out of ink, because when you get black inked like that, if you're at 100, you have way more time and it's less like crazy. Like the music's not like, oh, you better get this off. You better get this off. But when you're close, uh, yeah, when you're yeah, like yeah. the tens and down, it sounds like you, like you said, Sonic, like you're drowning in the water, and it's like, oh well, you're, yeah. you're screwed. You better get there, or, or maybe describe it as like Jaws theme song, where like <laughs> it slowly starts off slow and then just keeps building up and building up. That's that that yeah, I can see that. We'll go with that. Jaws music <laughs> when you're about to die. Um, anything else for music, Dan? More sound and any relation to anything. Oh, I get. I feel like this might be something to kind of talk about sound, even though it's not really like sound. It's more of everybody's talking. It's like they don't actually talk; they just kind of like mumble. It's kind of like kind of like in The Sims, how they have like their own little language. That's how the blob is. They just kind of speak gibberish, unless like they, they say just like say people's blob names over and over. That's oh, what I kept getting say out of it. The blob. I'm pretty blah, sure blah, they blah, would blah. say like their their names would be like perfect English. Yeah, it's like a. I would say it's pretty similar to The Sims, where they're like, yeah, and it's like, like baby talk kind of. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, I, th- I th- overall I think sounds done pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really like about it. the Tropica I thought... theme song. Tropica, yeah, whatever tons of was going on about Tropico theme song apparently into Blob. The revolutionary beat. It's oh. Tropico. Sure. <laughs> like it makes me think of on playing Tropico Four and just like like being a dictator as I'm painting walls. <laughs> you're yeah, um, you you know you're leading the revolt, man. Yeah. I even looked it up right before this. I was like, because I wanted to make sure that was the right song. And I was like, I just let it play. And I was like, I wonder if Tropico stole this. Because I was like, I this the, when I picture Tropico, that is the sound. Maybe. Maybe they were like, oh, or, you can use or it. Or I just don't know any culture for like the revolution. Like, or anything. That, that's probably, like a common. That's probably like a more common, accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so now we are going to open up the floor and talk about anything that made an impact. Yeah. Well, I said mine, Tropico. <laughs> Maybe want to play Tropico. <laughs> Never played it. I also had an issue with the know. sound, though. I guess I could talk about that real quick. Uh, I just couldn't adjust my volume. Even if the sound's all the way off, it was still like full volume. I, I couldn't understand that. Tenzo was the only one with that problem. Yeah, but I was able yeah, to go yeah. in my audio mixer on my computer and turn it down. I also like a weird person that always has something up on another monitor or screen that's just kind of going in the background. 
So like I definitely noticed it a lot more. Like when Tony was streaming and I was playing and I was like, I can barely hear. Uh, so but that was it. Once I turned it down, it was fun. Like I still got to hear the game. It just wasn't overpowering. So Lauren, how about uh since you played this on your brand new Steam Deck? Did you have any issues with it? Was there any like frame drops or anything like that? Uh, I really don't think so. I thought it played really well on it. And it was super nice to be able to use my AirPods while I played. So that was a big bonus. And the battery life on the Steam Deck is way better than the Switch. So that was like a big bonus too. That's good. I, I just didn't know if, like, since, you know, the Steam Decks are new, if there was going to be any issues, especially with, like, older titles. Yeah, especially with them porting everything, making yeah. it compatible. I don't know. I know, like, there's been reported, like, some games have issues. This one does not say it's optimized for the Steam Deck, but I personally didn't have any issues oh, and you with it on fine. there. Yeah, I played. I will say I tried to remote play it from my desktop, and that looked terrible. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so, but installing it on the Steam Deck, it played perfectly fine. I didn't have any complaints or any issues. Alright, so I'm going to do my, like, one of the things that made an impact for me. Um, so after you finish each level, it opens up challenges for that level. There's two challenges per level as you go. And these are, can be as simple as, like, Painting buildings, like collecting those like glowing rocks when you're doing the races. And uh, there is one level, I think it's the second or third level, I'm not sure. It's one of the challenges. You are given 60 paint points, and you have to follow these rocks leading into an area where you got to paint all 60 buildings. On the way there, there's cars coming after you. You have to get these glowing things or the gate won't open. This is the most precise challenge that I did throughout the whole game. Because if you get hit by a car, you have to restart. If you accidentally like paint a light post, you have to restart. It gives you exactly what you need. Um, and it actually took me like six or seven tries to get it. Because it's like almost like learning the pattern of I'm... the cars and stuff. It's really crazy. I would not have done it. Yeah, I didn't do any challenges. But I, I thought that was different because this game is very casual. And that was almost like like super mode. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like that was like no room for error at all. So I did get it, but it was it's pretty interesting. Um definitely one of the challenges, like if you were to try them, that's one of the ones I would say give a shot because it's so different than all the others. Any other things that made an impact? You, things you disliked about the game? It's literally I didn't open. like that. I didn't like that when you filled up your paint meter, you got fatter and moved slower. That was my only gripe with it. Yeah, I had a couple times where like that was a big negative for me. Not like negative about the game, but negative in what I had to accomplish. Exactly. Yeah. In that was my only gripe about it. Is like. I wanted to have more paint so that I can move and paint more buildings faster, but I felt like I painted it faster when I had to go, when I was only like 20 to 30 range. I could jump from building to building smoothly and paint the buildings and then 
go grab more paint and then go back to where I was rather than having a hundred and moving slow as can be and just not being able to jump as far and stuff like that. That was the only thing I came up with. I think, um, I don't know if this is the same mission you were struggling with Lauren, but a little later in the game, there's like those weird, like apartment things that are attached to that wall. And there's like a oh yeah there's a race or I think it's a race that you have to like slot like slide underneath one apartment and like get on top of the yeah. other apartment. Well, if you're like seventy or above like paint points, you do not fit in that hole. Um, so I had to fail that challenge, go randomly paint stuff, then come back at like fifty, and I was able to squeeze through. So I don't know if that's what you were talking about, Lauren, but. I, I was like, what is happening? No, I don't remember in particular what the issue was. The only thing that I had a hard time with is you can attest you're in the room. There's that one, like, challenge or whatever that, I forget what they call it. It's like a centrifuge or, fuge or something, but it spins and you have to go up and then go around, hit, like, 50 of blue, and then go the other direction and hit 50 of whatever color. And every time I went the one way, I could not, even if the thing that pushes you off the ledge was in, it would not let me go in front of it. It, it I don't know what was wrong with that particular, like, area, but I would have to jump and merge my way over it. To keep going. And I got knocked off so many times. I was so frustrated. Are you talking about the level where they have all the pistons like pushing out? They're on like the conveyor belt. You go blue one way and yellow the other way. It's kind of like the second or third to last level. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I had that same exact problem with the pistons. I, I kept getting stuck like right on the corner of it. So it's yep. like I had to like basically almost fall off of the conveyor belt to go around it. Yeah, I had to go over it, even when it was completely in the wall still. I had to, like, it would show me trying to go over it. It was weird. I didn't have that issue, but for that part, I don't know if I was, like, blind, but I could not figure out how to get up on the, uh, the, I think it was the blue side. I was like, how do I get up there? And uh, I didn't realize that there was one of those Z-pads that takes you, like, to a higher up area. And then I was like, wow, the yellow side would have been so much easier. If I could have yep. shot up there. Um, yeah. But I do remember that. That is like towards the end of the game. Um, yep. Another thing I really liked is one of the levels, and this isn't anything like crazy, you're in an amusement park. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. There's like a bunch of rides, which are. Hey, you like the draft? Hmm? That's your favorite part? I, yeah. 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 I love the draft. I liked that area. It was probably my favorite area. Was the amusement park? Yeah, but so I'll be honest with you, I don't remember amusement park. It's uh, it's towards the. You play the game. Did you notice (laughs) it was an amusement park, or maybe I just didn't notice? It doesn't really look much like an amusement park until you do like the one, like one or two, like uh, the landmark things. Like one's a giraffe. One's um... oh man, I don't remember no giraffe. You probably just didn't do that part, dude. I I tried not to do the challenges. I hated them so much. Same. Yeah, same. But I would do I, like I did the because blue. it made it go faster. 
Uh, yeah, I would uh, basically only do like the zip ones, like I think that's his name, like the blue guy, where yeah. you kind of just follow like the flares. Yeah, I did those. I did the defeat enemies. I and mean, if it had me paint something a certain color, I just ended it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, did you do the challenge for Zip that has you ride on top of the monorail all the way around the city? No, uh -oh. <laughs> I didn't do it. So I, I don't know that. I don't think so. I don't, it's the level that you. It's like a, a prison breakout one. I, I, no, I don't think so. At the very end, you have like a an area where there's like three guys that like have like the big black ink like guns that they spray you know those ones mm -hmm. and um you go up there and you have to defeat the three and then after that it turns into like a paint easel or is that what they're called the painting boards the ones that you'd put like all your different yeah. paints on so yeah, yeah directly across from that there's a challenge on top of the monorail for zip and it requires you to ride each section at, like for each monorail, you have to get off of the, the train cart and then jump on the top and then jump, like, time it on the other side. And um, you have to do it all the way around the whole city. Every area you were just in, you have to go around. It takes, like, three minutes to do. So it's interesting, though, because you just kind of get to see everything. I actually found one of my, like, little style things that I couldn't find by riding it. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, so pretty interesting. Is there uh, any other things that made an impact for you guys? No. Mine was yeah, I think I'm art, good. So. All right. So every episode we go around and we see what everyone's time to completion was. So we'll start with Tony. What is your time to complete for this game? Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours? I did literally the bare minimum. That's fair. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dan? No oh boy, seven. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's what it says on Steam, like seven exactly. So I don't, I don't know. Lauren. Uh, Steam says nine point one. Tunza. Uh, Steam for me says seven point five. Nice. Uh, Steam for me says 11.7, but I 97%ed this game. <laughs> I missed like a billboard here and there in the levels, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to go back for like one billboard um, or like to paint the blimp. Um, so 11.7 hours for me, which I figured I had the longest time in it because I did so much of it. Um. All right, so before we head into the last section of the episode, is there anything else you guys want to talk about for Diblurb? Nope. Oh, okay. Good? Nah, I think we're good. All right. So, recommendation. Each episode, we go around and find out if we would recommend the game and why or why not. So, starting with Dan this episode, would you recommend this oh, game no. and why or why not? I, I'm I'm always a, a, a hard one to please like I don't know I don't I don't want to say I don't recommend it but I also don't want to say I do like I I had issues with it like I don't know I felt like 
the camera angles were kind of bad here and there. Where it's like I would be like kind of beside a building and then it would turn me like facing away from the building, but it'd be like so close to the building. I was basically like inside of myself a lot. And I kept getting like stuck on like corners of buildings where I couldn't really go around it. Like I had to drop down and then try to climb myself back up. But I had fun with it, so I don't I don't really know. Like I, I'm I'm kinda in the middle, I guess. Okay, so you can't give it a full recommendation, but you don't not uh, recommend yeah. it either. Uh, yeah. I I guess if if you have like if you've been looking into this game and, and you want to give it a try, I would say go for it. I just think it's it's very casual. Um uh, Yeah. So. But all right. what about you, Tony? Uh, it was all right. I mean, I did the bare minimum, so I didn't do any like challenges per se, like you guys did or anything like that. So I was just trying to get through the game. Um, I really didn't listen to the music, so I, that's why I didn't put in on the music. I was listening to um, Spotify the entire time. So, I would, I mean, the art style is awesome. The concept of the game is pretty cool. Like, if you're just looking for, like, an easy, like, family-friendly game, yeah, I'd recommend it for you. But if you're looking for, like, something more in-depth, like a fighting, it's not, like, a fighting-type game or anything like that. Like, yeah, you have a couple boss battles here and there, but, like, it's not about fighting. So, it's more, like, family-oriented type of game. So, I'd recommend it for families and stuff like that. That's fair. What about you, Tunza? Um, I always find it, find it hard to judge games when I buy them for, like, really cheap. Because they're five bucks, and I definitely feel like it's worth it five dollars. I, t- myself, am not the biggest fan of, like, kids kind of games. Want make They make me feel stupid. Like, shit goes <laughs> over my head real bad. <laughs> like, I just, I'm trying to, like, plow through it, and it's like, go over there! And, um, so, like, that aspect, but, like, I was saying, we, we were all, I was in a Discord chat with everybody, and I was talking about how, like, chill this game is. There's a good, like, unwinding, just kind of relax, like, the music kind of goes, and you're not, you're not doing anything. Like, it's very casual. <laughs> like, and then for kids, it's probably fine. They'll probably just not like that it's fast. I think it shows its age a little bit, I think. If it was like faster or moved, I don't. I don't have the second game plays, but uh, for the price point I got it, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, for full price, no, just because it's not really my cup of tea, and I think it shows its age a bit. All right, Lauren, what about you? Well, I really like games like this. Like you said, I think we bought it for like five dollars. So money wise, I think it was worth it. It gave us eight, nine hours worth of gameplay. I do think that it's something that shouldn't be done in one sitting or within just, like, back-to-back, like, two, three days. I think it would be better enjoyed spaced out. Just because a lot of the levels, like, you're doing the same thing for most of them. You're painting the area. You're destroying the enemies. Like, in that aspect... As long as you're giving it time, like I said, to actually enjoy it, then yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's a it's very casual. Um, this was my pick. I'd never finished this game, but I had played a ton of it previously. I even played it back on like the Wii. Um, I think it pretty much still holds up as what I remember of it, and um, I think it's fun. It's it's very casual. I think that's the biggest portion of this. Part of the reason I picked it um, was because we've been playing some like kind of brutal games as of recent. We played Elden Ring and Going Under was our last episode, like these roguelike games. So I wanted it to be something just more casual that you didn't really have to like worry about anything. This game's timed, but at no point are you ever struggling with time. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend it nowadays buying a game from 2008 for like 20 30 bucks is kind of steep but we paid five dollars i got every bit of five dollars worth i enjoyed it i had a good time playing it um if it's something that you've kind of looked at just just pull the trigger on it just play it have a good time set an hour or so aside and just breeze through it for a little bit like just do everything and just kind of see what it offers and you'll know after like level two or three if you're gonna want to finish it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a little kind of mix this this episode for the game. It seems kind of people are a little all over, which is good because usually we're all like, yeah, play it. Um, but it it kind of changed it up. Um, but all right, so we added something new this episode, and we're going to read some reviews for the blob in a new segment called good bad and funny one of us every game will dive into the steam review dungeon and find a good review a bad review and a review that we found funny this episode that honor goes to tony so tony read some reviews for us so some of the reviews like like on nintendo light gave it an 8 out of 10 metacritic gave it a 72 ign gave it an 8.4 so, I mean, it's definitely got some good headway going through it. But some of the reviews that I found on here were pretty silly on Reddit. Um, I guess, like, because this game started on as the Wii, like, this one guy was just, like, so mad that he had to use the um, motion controls to jump. He's like, this game is trash, and I hate the motion controls. Please switch this. Uh, the other, Some other guys uh, responded to him and saying... They just imported it. Maybe you should give it another try, Slick. So, I mean, like, there's some pretty good reviews over here. But, uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, these reviews, like, it looks like everybody enjoyed the game once they got rid of the Wii motion control. Like, I guess that was a big gripe about it in um, all the forums and everything. That makes sense, because early on, I think this came out before they did Wii Motion Plus, too. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so this was probably rough. I don't All really right, remember so... it that too much like back then, but... I'm going to throw in some Steam ones real quick. Sentient <laughs> uh, Ball, Pant Genocides, and Alien Race. <laughs> 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 one was... It's a good game. I hope someone out there plays it on acid. Oh god! Yeah, definitely do not do that. You'll you'll just like you'll kill yourself probably. <laughs> Nintendo accidentally uploaded Splatoon three to Steam. This one's pretty good. It says 
It's a big long review. I'm not gonna read that part, but this person said they bought it on sale. And then after almost 50 hours of playtime and getting all the achievements, I can summarize it as, you can tell this had potential, but the execution is so flawed, I'm really glad I bought it on sale and I will never play it again. Oh my god. <laughs> you played it for 50 hours. Okay, 50, 50 hours is torture. <laughs> Why'd they play for so long? He tortured himself in that sense. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, if if I were to go back and finish this and actually 100% get all the achievements, I'd probably be at 13 hours. Right. Like, right. What? <laughs> Why is he playing for 50 hours? <laughs> that's what i said i was like what um a couple other things i just want to note real quick there is a multiplayer to this we did not play any of that um there's a bunch of like behind the scenes stuff in the extras for the game i didn't really look at those either didn't check any of that out. um but there there's like some extra stuff there and it did well enough to get one sequel to blob 2 which i have never played a lot of people on the forums were saying Deblob 2 is better than the first one. That's that, what I'm reading, too. The, uh, some of these negative reviews are bad. <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> I'm looking and at let, that one right now. Uh, <laughs> 13.9 hours on record. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather die. And then there's one that's a less fun version of Graffiti that was made by Tony Hollick. Or Hall, I don't know how he spelled Hawk wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the pro skater mechanics are supposed to be played with a weak controller. He was like, at least I could say it's split screen or something. <laughs> People are weird. Dude. Yeah, I, I I love the reviews. They crack me up. They they convince me to buy games even if they're bad sometimes. I just love that they do bad reviews and they'll have like 130 hours. Worst game ever. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, worst game ever. I would like played it more than an average person. Yeah. It's like if I dislike a game, I'm probably gonna stop within the first few hours, not 150 hours later. Right. But alright, so Lauren has the pick for the month of May. So Lauren is going to tell everyone what game we're playing and why she chose it. So I picked Cadence of Hyrule. It I I picked that one so there was plenty of games I could find and most of them are puzzle games, and I was trying to pick something that we haven't played, like, style-wise. So, that one is a rhythm action-adventure game, which looks pretty neat. It's got, like, remixed music from the Zelda games. You go to the beat, you attack enemies, like, it looks really good. And the main story, how long to beat, says it's average, like, five and a half hours. It's not super long, so... I thought it looked really good. I've had it for a while and haven't played it yet, so. Yeah, I've had Crypt of the Necro Dancer forever. Yeah, so like you I've can play the Zelda played. version. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Is it different? Like, it has... It uh, I don't know it's how... Got, it's got the, like, it's got Zelda worlds and Zelda characters and music, but the I think the gameplay is basically the same idea. From what I'm understanding, I don't know. I didn't want to look too, too much into it. Yeah, I'll look into it. But I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I've been meaning to play that game. I bought it like five, six years ago, and I never played it. Well, the Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like 90% of the stuff that you buy, Tunzo. 
Yeah, that's what happens, man. I'm excited <laughs> to play some remixed Zelda music. Yeah. I hope there's one that's like a straight up like DJ. <laughs> <laughs> all right so cadence of high rule is our game for morrow or may not march i'm not going backwards no um, <laughs> all right so i had a lot of fun talking about de blob on nlgc but before we go we wanted to share where you can find us online First, we have a YouTube channel called NerdLag where we'll be uploading some great content. So make sure to subscribe for the latest videos. We have a Facebook page at NerdLag Game Club. Make sure to like the page so you can get the latest news about the podcast. You can also find us over on Twitter at NerdLag where we share some of the latest gaming news and stuff we find interesting. And lastly, we have a Discord at NerdLag where you can talk to us in voice chat and join in some discussion about everything nerdy like video games, anime, movies, and chat with like-minded people. If you'd like to join, ask for an invite. Uh, we also want to thank everyone that tuned in for this episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with your friends. And also follow us on Spotify. It really helps. On to the final credits. At the end of every episode, we like to just talk about what is going on in our world of playing games or gaming news, anything that has caught our attention since the last episode. Um, so yeah, we leave this little segment at the end so we could talk about all of that stuff. Uh, is there anything that somebody wants to start off with? Crawling back to Valorant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just been a theme of like the podcast is like, we talk about, well, we talked about Elden Ring. And we were all off that play, like all just only playing Elden Ring, and then now I'm crawling my way back to Valorant. Yeah, I still want to be Elden Ring, but I, I have to give it a break. I have to give it a break. I put like 40 hours into it, and I'm still not even close to beating it. Oh my gosh, same with Tunza. <laughs> right, yeah, but the thing right. is, Tunza will never beat it. Ooh. Like, I'll actually beat it. Right, that's, right. that's the thing. Are you sure you finished games, Tony? Yeah, I've seen it all the time, man. <laughs> okay. Um, I might beat it. Who knows? I'll, I'll leave it up to the end of the year. So Dan and Tunza have been on the Valorant kick. Dan, is also, Dan also started playing Cat Cafe Cat Manager. Cat Cafe Manager. Hell oh, yeah. And I only yeah. sell water. He has you only sell water? Night. He's like, oh, you want a pretzel? Well, all we have is water. <laughs> Man. So, that game... Uh, that is game, it free? Water's free. <laughs> free for me, not for them. Yeah, so that game, they start out with giving you, like, nothing, and they have the weirdest currency. He's like, oh, I need to buy a litter box. Here's 345 fish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like weirdest thing. What? No, so there's different like like Who all the characters are, are different. All the characters are like 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 their personality. Like some are fishermen, some are witches, some are business people. And based on their things, they give you different like currencies. So like the fishermen people, they get they pay with fish. The witches pay with nectar. It's weird. It's weird. It's it's it, like a way to avoid taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dan had me rolling last night just like <laughs> Oh, you want a pretzel? Too bad. All I got is water. <laughs> <laughs> and they were not happy. 
I would be pretty upset. I, mean, I guess you're just mainly just trying to hang out with some cats. And yeah, his, his cats didn't have a litter box, so they just kept peeing on the floor. Oh, the yeah, it was, it was, it was How do you expect awful. me to pay for water and then smell pneumonia while in the corner of me? Yeah, you wanted to play with the cats, man. You should come to a cat cafe. That's true. Well, I expect a little more out of you. But uh, he's you only played that for a couple hours, so I'm curious of how that develops more. I don't know. I got like more recipes now, so yeah. But well, uh, what lemon water? You cut a lemon. Oh my god! And then he got a, a coffee maker, but he's like, "Oh my god, I need coffee beans." They get two choices of water Room temperature <laughs> Hot And then I got tea oh, And I got, got like herbal tea And then when he got off last night He had just hired a cook Yeah There's also I mean, Did you stay up? Holy shit, I just realized that I stayed up to like 6am Okay, okay <laughs> He also uh, he has a homeless like a guy. Like three thirty. Dan has a homeless guy that comes in all the time. Oh, multiple he, homeless. People. He buys water. He he loves the water. <laughs> all of them. Oh, <laughs> it's because they don't have anywhere to sleep and they can't get clean water. What do they pay with garbage? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't. What's their what bartering? <laughs> Bottle caps. I'm oh, so. I'm so excited that he started playing that. It was <laughs> awesome. I mean, Dan played raft. We have our best start. Oh we yeah, played. we need to. Yeah, he played it play once. That again. Then I literally <laughs> said it to you guys when you were in Discord. I was like, "Oh, you play this one time, and then you'll stop playing it for a while. Then you'll come back." And go, I don't know what we were doing. Let's restart. Because yeah. <laughs> you got me. Because I do that to myself. And stop playing. Yeah. Uh, Our boat's looking good this time, though. I started playing FIFA 20 last night. <laughs> Why'd you go that far back? That's the only one I had. Uh, He's apparently the best in the world. I am pretty I, good. I don't know who whose standards he's the best in the world. <laughs> to, to my world. That's what, he was, that's what he was telling us last night. But uh, my goal is... So I started a franchise with the crew like as their manager, and I'm just like wiping house. My goal is to have only players from the age of like twenty and under. Okay, I labor. I get it. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been doing, and I actually like that side of it more. Um, I used to like to play like the FIFA, but now I'm like, oh, it's a game, and then I'm like, but I want to see who like my scouts have found. The, have you tried like the football manager game? I haven't. I've seen a little bit of it. I might have to give it a shot. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, that's. All right. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. I downloaded it last night. But uh, no, he didn't. He's a liar. What about you, Tony? Okay. Are you playing anything outside of the podcast game? Uh, yeah. With I've been streaming Bliss the League on my Twitch channel. Um, uh, I've uploaded a couple videos on YouTube. Uh, a Fallout video, a Skyrim video. Which kind of sucked me back in, so I've been playing Skyrim a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> no surprise no there, man. right? I think like total, like out of my entire life, I probably have like over three thousand hours played in Skyrim. 
because I already have like 300 hours that's on Skyrim right now. That's, that's probably an understatement. <laughs> an understatement? Yeah, that dude's probably played like, like, I don't know, like a full year of Skyrim. He's the one that will buy a Samsung TV to play Skyrim on the TV. <laughs> Yeah, he's just stand in front of his refrigerator and play Skyrim on the little monitor. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll buy it for the Switch just so I can play it going <laughs> uh, other places. I wonder if that port's good. You gotta I don't get your Steam Deck, man. Well, there you go. Yeah, Lauren, talk I mean, about the Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah. Lauren got a Steam Deck. Lauren, talk. Well, you mentioned it. She's but... one of the fancy people. She's been balling. <laughs> uh, so. I did get the Steam Deck. It was the middle tier like model, but uh, I think it has like two hundred fifty six gigs. Yeah, they were just going space. off hard drive space, right? Right, and then I it has a slot that it supports something crazy, like up to a two terabyte SD card. Yeah, they make those now. It's crazy. I seen one the other day. Yeah, they're they're pretty expensive still though for that high, but. I think it's super nice. It's really cool that you can switch to desktop mode and it's running Linux, so you can do anything on it that you would on a computer, basically. I downloaded my own, like, wallpaper. I downloaded Discord. Um, you can do all the emulator games. Yeah, you can do emulators. Like, they encourage it, too. It's crazy. They'll, like, post stuff about it. It's... I think it's worth its money if you're a PC gamer. I was going to buy a laptop because I wanted something for like mobile gaming. If I'm in Corey's game room instead of mine, I can still play Steam games. And 500 bucks is much cheaper than like a $1,500 laptop. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, would... <laughs> absolutely. From what I've seen, like it, like it plays every you know everything too pretty well. So I think it'd be better than a mid-tier gaming laptop exactly so i thought that was nice the screen's pretty big i it's bigger than my switch like yeah it's like quite a bit yeah it's kind of like four inches or so or i don't know i like you i i held it the other day i don't really get to play much on it i like the haptic feedback how everything Mm -hmm. gives off like a touch yeah like like the pads but like screen wise, like what kind of iPhone screen would it have? Like, is it like the plus, like the the X plus or whatever? Then it's bigger than the Switch. Uh, it's, it's, it's bigger than a Switch screen. So. It's bigger than a Switch screen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. what I was trying to get. Like, how big the screen is? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's bigger than the Switch. Yeah, screen. Lauren, you have to download some games on there so I can try them out. Yeah. Because you only had the Blob on there, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was I didn't know what else to download because that's what I was playing at the time. So now I'll have to actually try out some other stuff. But I I do really like it. I think it was worth the money for me. I, if if you like to play PC games and you would like to have a way to play them without being attached to your computer, I think it's worth the money. Yeah. If you don't care and you're like, hey, my whole life is sitting at my desk. Maybe not for you, but I think it was worth it for my lifestyle anyways. I think if you play the Switch not docked. Correct. Like you yeah. prefer to play your Switch just hand handheld mode, mm-hmm. then it's probably for you and you're able to play like even more games that way. Right. right. Like I can I can sit in another room, I can sit on the couch, stuff like that and play 
Steam games instead of being locked up in my game room. So that's and you're not limited to like what's there's Steam has probably the most variety in, of games out of all of like your first like b- before your first party shit. Oh, for right. sure. And they run, I feel like, the most sales on games, so you could so get like, a bunch of with games. the Steam Deck, uh, what games are, like, is it limited to, like, what games are available on the Steam Deck? Well, they're promising everything, but there is a limited now, but it's a huge number. Okay. Uh, like, and they list on there, like, they'll take your library and condense it into what's optimized for Steam Deck so they can guarantee that it runs well. And then there's your regular games, which you can download. They just can't guarantee that they will work flawlessly. Okay, I gotcha. So, like, the Blob was one that is not optimized. I was taking that chance just trying it, and I didn't have any issues with that one in particular. But, I mean, I, I haven't found anything that it said I can't play on it. So okay. far. All right. That's good to know. Before we go, tons of any you playing anything personal, other than like Valorant. I don't know. I'm in the process of deciding my next game. I started playing this game called Archvale, which is a little. Uh, I don't even know how to describe this game. Like it's a little like it's a humble one of those like humble games or like humble bundle games. But you're like a little dude. It's like a almost like a twin stick shooter dungeon crawler type thing. Interesting. So that's basically it so far. I've been like dabbling. I've jumped in the weird west. You know me. It's gonna take a minute for me to get stuck on something. All right. <clears throat> I had fun having a, this little extra time at the end of the episode for us to talk about whatever um, gaming related stuff. But I think it's time for us to install the next game and get ready for the next episode. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Peace.